Welcome into a Toast to Film, everyone. I'm one of your hosts, Ebo, and on today's episode, I've been slacking a little, so I decided to do a nice little catch-up episode. So we have six things on the docket today. Four of them, actually, are theatrical releases that are at a theater near you right now, possibly. And two of them are home streaming. You know, I feel it's always nice to get some home streaming Sometimes people don't have the time to go to theaters, or they just have no inclination to go to theaters. But, let me tell you what's on the show today. Today, we have, from theaters, Skinamarink. If you're a horror fan, you might have heard of this, you know, going around, some good chatter on it. Missing, that's from the people who made Searching. Plain, I mean, the title tells you everything you need to know about this movie. And The Whale, Brendan Fraser, his Oscar-nominated film. And from streaming, from Peacock, we have Sick. It's a slasher film. And then from Netflix, we have the very intriguing series Kaleidoscope. So without any further ado, let's get into this. So starting out with Skinamarine. So this was written, directed, and edited by Kyle Edward Ball. And he previously ran a YouTube channel called Bite Size Nightmares. And I think that sums up my biggest issue of all my issues with this, is this should have been a short. There's no reason that this film should have been feature length. And 100% no reason that this should have been in theaters. <clears throat> Pardon. Unless it was, you know, a collection of shorts. Maybe even an anthology. Something like VHS. But the opening was very cool. I enjoyed the opening. You know, it gave me that old school feeling. And it just went downhill from there. The sound was abysmal and just terrible. The camera was just quick drawing cuts of nothingness because in this movie they decide to sh- do a lot of not show but just assume they had to do like loud breathing to show someone was sleeping instead of just showing someone sleeping. Um this i mean this movie was over an hour and over an hour of it was just filler pointless filler just to have time um my issue is this was trying to be too ambitious too artsy it was an attempt at avant-garde but keyword attempt it was convoluted it was seemingly trite even though it did nothing so it didn't even pass that. And there is a scene towards the end that features blood splatter that I personally think was a insult to filmmaking. And I really think he should be ashamed of that scene. Because, I mean, the movie was terrible, but that scene was just like, come on. And, I mean, they had a, um, a feature cartoon 
which was non, um, it was royalty free and decided to use that to encompass a lot of it. But overall, just if you want to check it out, I would never, you know, we are champions of independent horror on this program, but I would just say is a complete skip. Maybe it's a better experience at home at Shudder where you can control the volume. But I just think this movie was a complete fail on all levels. Had it been a short, who knows. But for me, I'm going to be generous and give it a 0.5 out of 5. Sticking with the horror theme, let's go on over to Peacock. So Sick, it is from John Himes who did Alone. Might have seen it. I think me and Trey reviewed it. Um, this is about Parker and Mary going to a cabin during the pandemic. And this is, you know, a good Friday night slasher flick. I found it enjoyable, but nothing too new, nothing too exciting. Didn't hate it. Didn't love it. Um, as somebody who's been on sets, though, working during the pandemic, this was kind of funny to me personally because... On set, we always joked about when they start making pandemic movies. So on sets, we wear our mask, and then they say rolling, and everyone takes their mask off. And we joke about when they start making pandemic films, they'll say rolling, and everyone will put mask on. And that so I got a little kick out of that with the people wearing masks in the movie, but I thought it was just, you know, good movie. Like I said, for me, nothing to write home about. So I'm going to give it a 3 out of 5. Cheers. Okay, on to Missing. So the same people who uh, wrote, directed, and edited Searching, that being Will Merrick and Nick Johnson, bring us the next movie where it's all screened. So we see laptop screens, camera screens, um, telephone screens, all that kind of stuff. Um, the lead is Storm Reed from Invisible Man, Wrinkle in Time. When the movie started out, I wasn't too in on our lead because I thought she was completely unlikable. Like, she was just this horrible little girl. Just annoying, terrible, I don't know what else to say. But this movie, I thought, was a lot of fun because it gives you so many red herrings and throughout the film you're thinking about characters so many different ways and you're going on all these different loops and then I just, at the end, I thought it was fun. I enjoyed it. I never know if movies like this and Searching are good theater films because... Their screen, so I almost feel like watching this in bed on a laptop or watching this at TV, you know, might be a little better, but I don't know. I think just like searching, it was fun. I don't think it was quite as good as searching, but I do think it was a good time. And I think if you like mysteries, this one, you know, gives you enough false leads and makes you, you know, flip the script on different characters enough that I think you'll enjoy it. So for me, missing, I'll give it a 3.5 out of 5. Next up, plain. One word, and that's all you need to know about the movie. It's Gerard Butler on a plane. He crashes. 
there's some bad guys and him being the pilot with attitude. He's got to save his plane. So this is uh, from Jean-Francois Richet. And we got Gerard Butler. Everyone knows him. 300. And uh, Mike Coulter, my main man, you know, sweet Christmas Luke Cage himself. This movie's just a stupid but fun movie. You know, everything about it, kind of dumb, but real enjoyable. A lot of cool action. There's this one scene I love where old buddy's got some kind of gun. I don't know what the heck kind of gun this is, but it's enormous. And he shoots this one dude, and it, like, blows through this guy and shoots him backwards, which I thought was hysterical. But, like I said, if you just want a good, dumb action movie, then you need to check out Plane. Give it a 3.5 out of 5. So next up, we got an interesting one. This was on Netflix, and it's a series, but it's a series where you like choose your own order watching episodes it's from eric garcia who did repo men um the lead is giancarlo esposito gus from breaking bad you know moff gideon from the mandalorian and you choose your own color now let me tell you what my personal thing was and then i'll divulge in the review so i went blue five days before the heist Orange, three weeks before the heist. Yellow, six weeks before the heist. Green, seven years before the heist. Violet, 24 years before the heist. And then white, which is the heist. Red, the morning after the heist. And pink, six months after the heist. So everyone has, you know, chosen different ways. I just thought it'd be cool starting out at the soonest episode before the heist and work my way back and it is cool because like something will happen in the episode and then it'll be explained so you do get just a nice little ride i thought this was a very fun show where i just was engaged in every single episode you know not bored at all but i think everyone should check out kaleidoscope and who knows you can pick your own order it'll auto populate an order of course but you can choose your own order, so just have fun with it. Um, but I'd give Kaleidoscope a 4 out of 5. Alright, main event time. The Whale. So Darren Aronofsky. He's done some movies that I think are very good. Black Swan and The Wrestler. But he's also done some movies that I absolutely hated. That being Mother and especially Noah. So, this movie is Brendan Fraser, who plays Charlie, who's this just disgustingly obese gentleman. And he's trying to get, you know, back with his daughter, played by Sadie Sink from, um, she plays Max in Stranger Things. And it's, I found this just to be such an engaging film it was a uh, play first and this was adapted and charlie is just oh man so i have a lot of you know me being kind of a heavy set person myself i have a lot of issues with seeing obesity because i have a 
great fear of that, you know, probably sharing too much, but watching this, I didn't, I thought of it in parts where that did like, oh, mess with me a little, but the movie is so well acted, it's so well written, and it's just so heart-wrenching. Um, Charlie, you know, he's not a bad man. He's just a sad man. And he does have one friend, Hong Chow, who plays Liz. She was from The Menu, and she did get nominated for an Oscar for this, so I'm so happy because I feel like not enough people are talking about her. But whatever you do, make sure to check out The Well, whether it is in theaters, VOD, or if it comes to a streaming service, because everyone in this movie gives such an endearing performance that is well worth all the praise it's getting. And I really hope that Brendan and uh, Hong Chow both receive the Oscars. So I'm going to give The Well a 4.8 out of 5. Cheers. Well, guys, we've reached another episode of A Toast of Film. We thank you all for listening. And if you want us to check out anything, or if you disagree, agree with any of us, or you just want to say, hey, there are so many ways you can do that. You can check us out on Instagram and TikTok, A Toast of Film, all one word. Or you can hit us up on Twitter, at film underscore toast. And from Trey and myself, we just wish you a good night and good viewing.